Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the NI Golf Channel Vlogcast Lockdown episode two. Episode two, it absolutely is. And on the program this evening, we will be talking to Mr. Cormac Sharvin, fingers crossed. Fingers uh, crossed, yes. Yeah. Who's currently having a little bit of a vacation, aren't we all? So mm -hmm. we'll find out what Cormac's up to, what he thinks of the whole situation, and indeed, in light of what the European Tour have said just yesterday about the ongoing season and how it's going to look for the future, uh, we'll find out his thoughts on that, because he would have got a letter from the European Tour spelling it all out, so we'll see what he has to say about that. Also on the programme, Mr Kelly? Well, we're going to talk about the major season that's been set up, and what to think of it, whether it's even a runner, which is the big issue. And also, we're probably going to talk a wee bit about how everybody's waiting to get out. Like, look at that, their phone went off. Hold on a second. Hello. <laughs> it's live. Hello, listen. I'm on a call here. Uh, and I'll speak to you later. Bye. <laughs> and that's, that's the chairman of the Golf Riders Association all on the hotline. That was that was my dad. That was my dad. Cormac's just Cormac's just tacked us there and said this tack. So he's obviously having some IT issues, but hopefully he keeps trying. That's okay, no problem. It allow it allow me the time to go off on a rant. I think it's about time. I don't want to sound selfish. I don't want to sound stupid. It's hard not to because I usually am. But uh, I'm going to go off on a rant about being able to play golf. So okay. I, I had a friend talk to me yesterday who is a, is a bus driver so, okay. and he's a golfer. So he's allowed to put himself arguably in harm's way as a bus driver within, you know, six feet, three feet, two feet of people getting on the bus but he's not allowed to stand 180 yards away from somebody on a golf course and play golf on his own. So he was given off to me thinking I would, you know, I'm of the same opinion, you know, and okay, it's a way down the priority list in things that the health minister or all these advisors have to think about. But you would think that maybe, you know, it's now time to kind of have a wee bit of thought about it and think, okay, the sports, that can have very strict rules and can in, uh, enforce social distancing, now is the time possibly to start thinking, you know, can we, can we release it? Because it, just on the news tonight, they were saying it's another three weeks at least mm -hmm. um, of, of the same rules. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what Arlene and, and Michelle were saying. So is the time now for the Sports Council, for the governing bodies to step in and say, okay, well, what about this? If people can stick to the rules, you know, we can go to the shop. We're able to stay two meters away from somebody in a shop. Can we stay 180 yards away from somebody on a golf course? We absolutely can. Even if it has to be one ball, even if the car parks and the golf courses have to have two or three spaces between cars roped off. The lockers are closed. We know that. The, cl the clubhouse is closed. We know that. There's probably no competitions. We know that. But just to give people a chance to go out and hit a ball, we can exercise for an hour. You can you can you can walk past somebody on a towpath within three feet, as long as you're out for an hour. It takes an hour to play nine holes on your own. What's the crack? Uh, I would say that there seems to be a, a genuine move about talking about Cormac Sharvin. Cormac Sharvin, how are you? 
I just about managed to get logged on there. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Um, we're just talking about, Morris has had, had a big rant there about why he feels golf courses should be open for one ball so people can get out for a bit of exercise. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I can't see why not. Um, I guess the government probably tried to close all different clubs, which probably didn't really take it. It's such a bigger problem that they probably didn't take golf and anything into consideration whether it was would be okay or not. Um, obviously, golf golf courses are pretty. There's no one around. If you can play even two balls and just social distance, I can't see the problem with it. Um, hopefully that will be the first thing that will be lifted and hopefully we can get on to the golf courses soon. Yeah, well, I was just saying, Cormac, you know, it's um, <clears throat> it's probably a way down the priority list in terms of what people have had to think about. But now is the time, really, where we should be thinking, okay, you know, if it's a one ball, you can go out. It takes an hour to play nine holes on your own. Yeah. You can stay well away from everybody. The car park can be roped off. There's no issues. We can, you know, you can stand in a supermarket queue three feet away from somebody, six yeah. feet, arguably, but you can't go out and stand 180 yards off a, a golf course. The tees could be booked. You could still stay well away from the tee while somebody's on the tee. Once they're away, they're 180, yeah. 200 yards, in your case, 300 yards further down the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, really, you know, you would think, you would fingers crossed they'll, they'll kind of put this into some perspective, you know. So. Even slots every 30 minutes or something like that to keep, to keep yeah. groups away from getting stuck on tees and stuff, I think is probably not a bad idea. There, there appears to be, from what I'm reading, a certain movement about getting golf courses open again. There was people at the weekend talking about getting golf courses open basically as open space for people to walk on. And I immediately yeah. went on, well, if you're going to walk on a golf course, you might as well play on a golf course. Um, yeah. I, I think Morris is right, uh, and you're right, it's, it's way down the pack in order of things that can be done. But it's the sort of thing, fingers crossed, could be done quite quickly. You know, yeah. let's agree a plan, and, and let's, let's do it, and let's see how it goes. That's my thoughts anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. And Cormac, from from your point of view, I presume you know you know you're living in Dublin, down Dublin at the minute. How, how have you found the whole self the self isolation, the, the keeping yourself away from things? How's it going? Yeah, it's it's not going too bad. I, I've I, I've um, had a few things to do. I've I've been doing online sessions with my strength and conditioning coach. I've been doing a few few things around my behaviors and trying to work on my behaviors so them that I felt needed to work on which will help me from from a golf perspective so I've been kind of cracking on with that and um yeah chilling out playing FIFA when you say when you say your behaviors is this in terms of temperament and sort of the way you're reacting on the course to certain shots or yeah kind of yeah it's it's, it's kind of broad um behaviors just like um for instance, how you, just how your your mind processes things. For instance, if you miss a pot, how that's processed, and just working on on getting better in those aspects. And um, I haven't really had the time to work on these things. And now that I've got the time, it could be I, hopefully it can be a bit of a blessing in disguise for me. Anyway. So you, you would I don't know. Did you get the letter yesterday from Keith Pallier? Maybe it was the day before. Just about way the tour is going to be shaping up if and when we get back to playing golf 
I got something. I actually must check. His, his email is always going to my junk, so I haven't checked my junk email. So, um, I'll, I'll have a look. Um, That's that frigger Keith Pelly again. Junk, junk, junk. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I think some people, I think everyone has the same problem, to be honest. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Um, well, you've read, I'm sure, some of, some of, some of the, the, the sort of the outlines of what, what he's talking about and about a, a quite different tour if and when it comes back. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be a different world when the world comes back even. Um, I think we, we, aren't really, we can't really expect what we had before in terms of, of the number of events, maybe the prize funds you're playing with for the, the infrastructure around events. So I don't think for a while we can't really expect too much on, on that basis. But um, I think hopefully it's just a case of hopefully we can get it, at least get it back up and running and then um, hopefully time will, uh, will start to heal things. Because Tour Golf had got to quite a good place in terms of Rolex, the prize monies in general. Mm. You know, you know, one of the things he mentioned in the email was there may not even be any courtesy cars. <laughs> I'm sure that's, that's a minor thing down people's list if yeah. they can get playing and get playing competitive golf. But yeah. it just shows you the, the scale of how things will be changing in terms of you know, the sponsors are obviously going to feel a hit. And that yeah. just filters down. He was talking about redundancies in the European tour. He was talking about furloughing the staff. So it's, it's incredible the, the, the impact that this is having on so many levels. At the end of the day, the European tour is a business and, and a lot of businesses are, are going to really feel the hit of, of this uh, lockdown. And um, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't take too much of a hit and hopefully we can, we can get playing golf tournaments and get back playing as soon as possible, I guess. And in terms of how the season is looking, just from the way it was kind of spelled out in the email, um, it's going to be incredibly condensed. They're talking about doing two, maybe even three events in the space of two weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I think I players will now, now that you're talking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to think of that, um, really. Um, I think... I think if you're talking about having three events in the one week, I think we'll be happy to have one event uh, in one week. So, yeah, I don't know if they're maybe going to try and bring Challenge Tour and, and European Tour together and have maybe, if he's thinking about that, and maybe having a few more co-sanctioned events, I don't know. But I think, I just hope we're lucky enough to be playing again this year. Mm-hmm. You see, I think, I think, Cormac, one of the things that, you know, the, the, all the, you know when they got together when the tours got together and came up with their plan for the majors and all later in the year and we'll just talk a wee bit about that later uh, and the PGA Tour sort of outlined an idea possibly to start in June um, the European Tour was quite you know what the European Tour said that 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 announced a bit more later later on and it's because of the European Tour so it's spread out over so many countries yeah so you know the flights thing is a big issue like. How are you going to get on a flight and get to somewhere? Yeah. And do you have to quarantine for a couple of weeks? I presume that's what they're thinking about for hosting an event or two or three events in the same area because yeah. you could yeah. get over, get quarantined and stay there. Yeah, I just think the biggest problem is, I think, I think in terms of worldwide sport, I think golf, is for, for me anyway, could be one of the last things to, to uh, come back in terms of yeah. like a country's... For instance, if the German Open and the German government allow 160 players and caddies flying from all over the world 
to, from all different areas, areas that have been really badly affected, areas that maybe haven't had the lockdown procedures, and flying them all into their country to have an event. I think, I think that's going to be difficult to, to organise events in terms of that. Um, I, I think like the likes of Premier League football and stuff will come back quicker because you're in the same country, you don't have to fly. Um, um, but uh, it could be a case of uh, having an Irish tour, an English tour, and and uh, German tour, who knows. But, um, I, I think that was one of the things that, that Pelly had said in his email, that they wouldn't rule out doing multiple tournaments at one venue. So mm-hmm. you, you could actually be in one place, maybe it's Wentworth, and stay there for you know six weeks or whatever and play various events. So it's, that might yeah. be a bad idea. It could be an interesting idea, actually. In many respects, you can get everybody on site, get a few camera people on site, get it all televised and everything because everybody be, be cleared then. It'd all be in one. You wouldn't have to bring anybody in now. Fans aren't going to be there. Fans aren't going to be there. But for some players, Cormac, uh, the lack of fans, those people who play on the Challenge Tour would be used to if you not having too many fans around some of those no. events. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably going to be the start. But I think... Once you get into the t- likes of the Ryder Cup and no fans, I think it just takes away from the whole idea of what a Ryder Cup is and what majors are. Um, I don't mind playing regular events with no fans. I've done that for two or three years. But I think from a spectator's point of view and from a consumer point of view, I think the Ryder Cup and, and the majors, probably, in my opinion, I don't think they should go ahead until it's all clear and you can actually get fans on the golf course because I think that adds to the the whole experience of, of the event. Well, I think the vast majority of people would agree with you, and, and even from what they're saying, just the, the commissioners, obviously, Monaghan and Pelé are saying, you know, the Ryder Cup, kind of, they're, they're intimating that it would have a, an audience and a crowd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can you imagine Augusta with, with no crowd? You know, it's, it's, and they've obviously put it off till November. So I saw Rory talking about the, the temperatures in, uh, in Augusta in November. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, that's crazy, crazy, crazy times. Yeah, very. I'll all go ahead and what and what way it'll pan out over the next sort of year. Yeah. In terms of in terms of you on the European tour, this is your yeah. first proper rattle at it. Yeah. Um, up until now, how have you found it? How's the experience been? What's the differences been between other tours and and the European tour? Um, I've only played four events, like as a as a European tour member, but yeah, it's like. The whole, you're looked after much better in the European Tour than you are on the Challenge Tour. I know that mightn't be the case when we come back, but um, yeah, it's in terms of like quality of fields. I think I really feel like the Challenge Tour, like there's not much difference. I think the difference really, really comes, and there's a little bit more depth in the European Tour. Um, I, I feel like the top guys in the Challenge Tour, like the top 60, 70 guys on the Challenge Tour could all play European Tour and, and be able to compete on the European Tour. I think it's just, it's just, um, it's essentially getting there. Um, I think, I think the, uh, obviously when you, when you get to like Rolex events and, and majors and stuff, you've obviously got the best top 50 guys in the world who are the best players and then that makes a huge difference to fields, etc. But, I feel like normal bog standard European tour events. There's not much difference. And in terms of you yourself, did it feel different from your point of view in terms of pressure? You talked about your your behaviour coaching there. Did you feel more pressure about those putts, or or did it feel in your head up bigger than than maybe it deserved to be? Yeah, the putts. I was just an example, but 
No, not at all. Um, I I don't feel any different. I I try and approach every event and and take it and take it as they as they are. Um, I haven't felt any difference. I've um, felt uncomfortable playing European Tour. I've felt the same level of comfort as I have playing Challenge Tour. Um, I've obviously played a few European Tour events before, so it wasn't new to me. I played well in a few as well, so I think it's it's um. It's it's a comforting place for me to play on the European Tour. I don't feel like it's that it's a difficult step. Not that it's another. It's a step up for me, but I don't feel like it's out of my grasp. Let's say. And what about Cormac? What about you're talking earlier about the European Tour being a business? You know, Cormac Sharvin Inc. is a business as well. So, so what's Cormac Sharvin Inc. How's things for you and and for, without being able to play and and without being able to to earn a few pounds and stuff like that, are, are, are you concerned that if this goes on for much longer, the financial implications could be significant? Yeah, I, of course. I think I think that's everyone's everyone's thinking along those lines. Um, it would probably would have been nice for me if I if it had if I had got 10, 15 European tour events under under my belt, and I probably would have been a little more stable financially. But I actually had a chat to a guy not that long ago, and I was like. If I hadn't got my card this year, I probably would have been in a difficult place. I might have had to reevaluate what I was doing and, and what I was what I was going to do because another year for me, like on a lower tour, would probably bring complications in terms of maybe obviously with the, a lot of companies taking a hit in terms of sponsorship and things that I I mightn't have been able to keep playing. But so I'm just feel like I feel pretty lucky that I. But I had a good year last year, and that that I made that I made a few quid, and that I that I have that level of comfort. And now that I've I've got my European Tour card, so when things start back up, I will be playing as a European Tour member, not as a Challenge Tour member, essentially. You know, your ranking as well. And in terms of you know people hear them talking about you're watching them on on, on Twitter and social media, and they're saying, you know, okay, Shane Laurie footman have come out earlier this week and said he never he never take playing nine holes for granted ever again. But what are you missing? Are you missing? Is it the competitive thing? Is it the, the camaraderie? Do you enjoy the travel? What, what what are you missing from the whole thing? Um, I think at the start it was fine. Like I feel like I've got a lot of work that I can get done, and I feel like I can come back a better player even without hitting golf balls. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a really good team around me, and who who see this as an opportunity to improve. Um, so that's the biggest thing for me, and. I might have never had this time. It's it's things that my team and the people around me probably had their eyes on, getting a bit of time to improve these things. And now that this has came along, I've ha- I've got now got time to improve certain aspects of my game, which can be which can be really powerful. I feel. Um, but yeah, I think the hardest thing is when you get up in the morning and you go for a coffee outside in your balcony, and it's. 16 degrees and not a breath of wind, you're like, oh, I'm just love it. It's like, oh. Yeah, where I could be. I see your, your old home course, Art Glass, is looking absolutely stunning at the minute. So uh, you know, there's many people wishing they could get out and play not only just Art Glass, but everywhere because the, yeah. the greenkeepers are, are still working. They're obviously doing a great job and trying to get the course ready for when we all go back. But Art Glass in particular is looking ridiculously good. Yeah, I was actually chatting to Paul, was it yesterday? And he was he's been... He's been out and about and walking around, and things are starting to bed in really well. And yeah, there's nothing better than our glass on a on a calm day and 
15, 16 degrees and you can plant a t-shirt, I think there's nowhere nicer in the world to play golf when it's, when it's nice weather. So, yeah. Do you get, you get nice weather in our class? I, I've never played it in then. <laughs> yeah, I can't really remember <laughs> days, but you get the odd good day. Say there about your your team, Cormac. How are they feeling then about the whole situation? And and obviously your team need paid, and they're probably working with other players as well. But how is it affecting those guys? Yeah, well, my my team or my uh, my performance coach in particular, he's a uh, he works in CIT, Cork Institute of Technology. He's a he's a lecturer there, and in, in in skill acquisition and, and sport performance so he that's his main job and he worked just works with me off that um he works with a lot of different people in different sports and coaches in general like coach development he works in that sector so i think he's pretty lucky that he has the uh he's a lecturer so he's he works at the university so he'll still be fine and my snc coach he actually has just finished his doctorate so he's um on the same boat really so uh yeah, but I'm sure they're going to feel the, the. I mean, everyone's feeling it. Um, the financial implications of of uh, not being able to work and maybe not, not maybe being able to work in the near future with 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 the things that could happen. Obviously, we've seen it in 2008 the the effect it had, and I think from what they're saying, it could be even worse than that. So I think it's a difficult time for everyone. Um, and I think it's for me. I think it's and everyone. I think it's important to realize that it's not like you fell into difficulties on, on your own. There's a lot of people that are feeling the same as you. So it's, um, I think it's just important to, to see it, to see that. See the wider picture. You, you said there about get out onto your balcony and there's not a brethren. Is, um, so I'm guessing that you live in an apartment in Dublin. And if I that's did. the case, do you have any way of like a coach looking at your swing or anything like that? Do you have any facilities at all? Or at no. the minute it's just working on the mental stuff? Yeah, I'm just working on mental, so I haven't had a ball in four weeks. Um, I've had a few putts uh, on a yoga mat. I've been been working out a bit with my S&C coach. And yeah, I'm, I've never really been a person who looks into my swing anyway. So I yeah. I, I find that, that I've went down that route a little bit and it, it's made me worse. So um, I'm not really bothered about hitting balls I, needlessly into a net. I don't see the benefit of that for me anyway. So even 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 if you were you know had access to to a golf course, you'd be the type of fella would go and play a few holes rather than batter balls. Yeah, I'm not a ball beater at all. I have been in. I have. I went down that road a little bit, and I felt the detriment of it. I I felt like I went totally this way rather than this way. So I've kind of um, I've never really been a ball beater, and I've always improved through playing and. And playing, playing for something meaningful or getting onto the course and hitting three balls, different shapes into different flags and things like that. I'd be more of, I, I develop, feel like I develop better as a player in that sense. Okay, excellent, excellent. So then you know, we your, normal, your, sorry, your normal practice routine then, Cormac, what would that entail? I mean, are you out there by yourself just practicing short game, putting, bit of long game, or what way does your, your practice routine work? I don't really have a routine um, in terms of practice. I think it changes, um, but I always I I always try and get on the golf course um, whenever I can. I think the basis of the work that I've been doing over the last few years has been like pressure based work. So putting myself under pressure when I'm playing 
at home on my own or with my performance coach there. The, the, the key is for me to get under pressure and, and try and simulate actually playing golf tournaments. And I feel that's been, that's been the way that's, that's, that's been what's helped me improve so much over the last, um, say, year and a half. And is that like your performance coach taking 50 quid off you if you hit a bad shot? Or how do you, how do, you do that? <laughs> I, wish, I, wish it was, I wish it was only 50 quid. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Morris, we should try that next time we're playing. I don't know why. <laughs> the, the way you play. <laughs> Cormac, in terms of, uh, you know, when, when we're looking ahead to the summer and looking ahead to the season but that we might have and hopefully will have, mm-hmm. it, was there one tournament apart from the Irish Open that you'd sort of looked at and said, oh, that, that's the one. That's the one for me. In terms of what I would like to win? Well, no, in terms of you were really looking forward to it, you'd really sort of looked at your schedule and thought, oh, I, I want to play there because mm-hmm. of the course or because of the field or... Obviously, I, I really would love to qualify for the Open. So to play an Open Championship would have been something that I would that I would really have looked looked forward to. Um, but the Irish Open is always great. Um, the the crowds I love playing in front of crowds and and getting that feeling of like the crowds being behind you. I, I really feel like I thrive in that atmosphere. So I'm just looking forward to playing any event where 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 I could get a bit of a crowd. And obviously, any week that you get into contention you're going to get those feelings. So I was just looking forward to, to being under pressure and, and feeling the atmosphere of, of, of being in contention. Have you ever played in Dubai at any of the, the, you know, have you played in that part of the world? Because obviously this season, European tour season builds towards the DP World Championship and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but um, obviously with the Masters getting moved towards November, it's going to have to be moved somewhere. But, you know, is it, you know have you played much out there? Yeah, I've actually played that course. Um, I, pra- I was practicing there before I went, before I, the season kind of kicked off for me. Okay. Um, so obviously, that would be a great event to be a part of. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would did, be something I would look forward to. Did you feel that your season had got a bit of momentum just before the rug was pulled out from underneath everybody? Yeah, I wouldn't say so. Um, I feel like I feel like I was playing. I felt like my game was quite good and I wasn't getting anything out of it. Um, uh-huh. Like, I think I led strokes gained to the green in Oman and came to 36. So, like, I felt like I probably, looking back at it now, I probably felt like I probably maybe needed to work on a few things, say mentally or process-wise. So I think this break is going gonna, is gonna to bring me back a, a much better player. So I'm just kind of focusing on, on the things I, ha- I have to do at the minute. Um, but yeah, that's basically the uh, gist yeah, of it. Yeah. And you got a new coffee machine, which is obviously big news. That is the bit. Like I, I ordered it last week and I have been was supposed to arrive yesterday and it didn't arrive and I was devastated. <laughs> it's the small Stuff. things when you're stuck inside it. <laughs> Stuff. I mean, coffee, I'm, I'm a big coffee enthusiast. Is this your, your guilty secret? You're a coffee snob? I'm a... I'm, if anyone who knows me, uh, you can ask Johnny Caldwell. Uh, ask Johnny Caldwell what's Cormac like with his coffee. He slags me all the time. 
<laughs> brilliant, that's brilliant. Lovely, well, I brilliant. hate to break up this uh, this coffee chat, but we've had our advisory notice from Zoom to say you haven't paid for the subscription, so they're cutting us off shortly. Keep skates that we are. Uh, yeah. Cormac, thank you so much for taking the time Very to chat. Enough. It's been really insightful, and uh, and thank you so much. And fingers crossed, when we all get back to playing, you'll you'll be kicking it off rightly later in the year. Yeah. Cheers, Morris. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers all the best. Thanks, uh, thanks, Cormac. Thanks. See you later. Thanks, Cormac. Thanks. Now, PK, hold up our sign from our sponsor, and um, when we all get back to uh, he's made a wee sign. Isn't that lovely? Look, oh, yeah. look, look at that there. Eh? Yeah. Thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need backdrops. We don't need projections. We've just got to be printed outside. Even more sponsors yeah. than me, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> if we have to go back to normality, fingers crossed. Uh, right, that's it from us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll try and stick it up as a podcast as well. And until lockdown episode three, take care. There's no golf, but we're lobbying as hard as we can. So say bye-bye, Pika. See you later. Thanks, Cheers, Thanks, Cormac. Bye. bye. bye.